This is the Designated Degenerates Pick'em Podcast. Designated Degenerates Pick'em Podcast, week six, coming up. Let's take a look back at week five first, though. Didn't love the board this week. Didn't love the board. I don't know if you did or not. I think the general consensus is that the board... Consensus? Consensus? Consensus. Consensus. The general consensus is that the board just wasn't that great. Wasn't a whole lot of... I mean, there wasn't a lot of intriguing games that you want to see. Some of them turned out to be good games, but whenever you looked at the board... Uh, I mean, it just wasn't, no, it just wasn't great. Wasn't my favorite. Wasn't even really many close games as far as the spread goes. Like, there was not many. I mean, unless you had, there was some Vegas lines, like, when they changed that, that were kind of close, but not even that. Over-unders, that kind of thing. But, like, the pick them, none of those, none of those lines were close, really. I don't. Even, I don't think any. I'm trying to look. I'm not. I'm not seeing anything that was even remotely close. It was all easily decided. I would say, like in the final five minutes of the fourth quarter, you probably knew which way your bet was going to go or your pick, whatever. Didn't. I mean, it just wasn't a great board. wasn't a wasn't a fun week as far as like close games go. There was quite a few teams that won the game outright and didn't cover this week. Thought that was pretty. Thought that was pretty wild. New Orleans, Seattle. Uh, Dallas, no, yeah, no, yeah, Dallas is one of them. Uh, who else? Cleveland covered. And that's it. Maybe that was all I had. No. Nah. Anyways, yeah, so it wasn't a great board. I think it started, I mean, and it was an okay week as far as, uh, as far as my picks went, I felt like I was fine. And it looks like a bunch of other people did well. We didn't have another nine this week. We did have an eight. So, I don't know. It was not the funnest week, but there were some good upsets this week. I thought that were pretty fun to watch. Uh, Chicago, even though I was on the wrong side of it, that was a fun one. Uh, Cleveland game, I think everybody had the Cleveland game pretty much. I think all but two, four people had the Cleveland game. So, that's not, as far as the pick goes, no one was really surprised there. But Dallas, that game... Thoughts go out to Dak. That ankle looked disgusting. Um, Dallas, that game. So the Giants, I had, uh, I didn't take it in the pick'em. I wasn't confident enough to take it in the pick'em, which is, I should kick myself for. But I took it in the real world. Loved it. Dallas covered. Minnesota, I was on the wrong side of that one. They covered. I think all of us were, but two, two people, Josh and Seth. And they're at the top of the leaderboard, so maybe that was could have been the difference. They also had the Chargers game. They were one of the, I think, five people, two of the five people that had that game. So there's the difference. Good call on those upsets. Chargers. So, all right, let's go back to the Tampa Bay game. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, forgetting what, down, what it is on fourth down. That's absolutely absurd. But, uh, and I was in two different, I'm in two different chats that talk about the pick'em. And both of them, both of them 
when Thomas Patrick Edward or Thomas Edward Patrick is it Thomas Edward when Tom Brady got the ball with a minute 15 left I think it was a minute 15 it was in somewhere in that area everyone in both of those groups was like oh this pick is dead dead we're screwed one minute 15 left Tom Brady's got the football that's bad juju that's negative vibes. And whenever you do that, whenever you do something like that, Mitchell, the whole world, it like it throws off the balance of the of the of the magnetic poles and stuff in the world, and it screws with the force field, and it bounces off stuff. Because the whole world is controlled by negative and positive vibes. The whole world is in control by negative and positive vibes. I'm not just blaming Mitchell, uh, or the I can't. Uh, I'm not just blaming Mitchell. I think Seth and Shrek, those are my other boys, and uh, I think they were they were pretty negative on Thomas with a minute fifteen left, and he's got the football. Greatest quarterback to ever play the game has the football. One fifteen in the fourth quarter. Prime time. And you're throwing negative vibes. So it collects. When your negative vibes go up, they collect with the rest of the world's negative vibes. And then the 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 what the, the filtering system for negative and positive vibes in the world gets together and they they sort them out. And whichever is having more at the time. That's the outcome that you get. So there was obviously a lot of negative vibes towards Thomas. There's a lot of negative vibes towards Thomas at that time, which is absurd to me. 115 left. So Thomas is getting all these negative vibes, right? So what happens? He forgets what down it is. He forgets his fourth down. The people who sent the negative vibes are directly responsible for that. That's what that's what made me mad all week. Everyone's talking about, oh, Tom, Tom is uh, getting a little, he's getting dementia and all this stuff, which is pretty funny. But it's not, no, Tom's not getting dementia. It's the negative vibe energy that made that go wayward. That's on you, negative vibe people. I can't watch a game with negative vibe people. Because it, I mean, you just feel sick the whole time. Like once it starts, the energy's flowing and you're you're just screwed. You might as well. What if you've got money on that game? You might as well throw it in the trash because you're the the universe is all kinds of messed up and bet's not going to cash, picks not going to hit, whatever it is. It's disgusting. It's real. I mean, that's what it's disgusting. <sighs> Seattle. Who is Minnesota? Who is Minnesota is, I think, the, probably the best question. These I'm going to hit all the primetime games. I'm, I'm going to run through those. So, Seattle, who in the hell is Minnesota? Even Minnesota people were, were confused by, by, as to why that line was 7.5. They're like, whoa, <laughs> really got us one that time because we don't deserve that. And they knew it. Sorry, looking over the stats here. Uh, they were up what all the first half. I think they were up. Were they up eleven in the first half? I want to say they were. I said they scored. Yeah, so they were up. Um, uh, 
No, they're up 13. 13 nothing going into the second half. And then Seahawks scored 21 in the third quarter. Uh, I think Minnesota scored six in that one. I don't know if they – did they miss a kick or they scored – I don't know. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah. So, and then it came down to Seattle having to score a tutter in the fourth, the last little bit to win that game. Seattle, who was undefeated against the spread at that time, Russell Wilson's looked like something that you create in a video game, and then they stumble against Minnesota. It just didn't make sense. I would have picked it. I don't know who. I don't. I would love to know why Josh and Seth picked it because I, mean, I just want to know the reasoning behind it, or maybe it was just a shot. I don't know. Um, I don't know what. I think a lot of people. So, and I think I had this problem at the beginning of every year. Is I come into a season and I hear about a team that played well last year, like San Francisco, and I'm like, "All right, well, San Francisco should be good, so I'll keep picking them." And then I remember a couple of years ago when Minnesota was pretty dominant, and I'll be like, "Oh, they were good a couple of years ago, so I better pick them." And I don't know if that's what that pick was, and it just it just hit and got lucky or what. But I hadn't seen anything from Minnesota that told me that they were going to keep competitive against Seattle. I hadn't seen nothing, but anyways, uh, good pick there for those guys. Chargers at New Orleans. This is a Monday night game, seven and a half going into this, man. This is one that hurts me a lot because I was on Chargers all week. I saw that seven and a half, and to me, it looked just like what it was against Tom Brady last week. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, I, I fell for it last week, seven and a half. This Chargers team plays everybody close. And I thought I could get away, but and I thought I had it. Like I thought I was like, I'm not going to fall for this stuff again with the Chargers. So I'm going to go ahead and take them. Had them all week long, and then I started looking at. I started looking, and I think that was part of the problem. I shouldn't have looked, um, but I started looking at some other stuff, and I got involved, and I saw that. So when the line came out at seven and a half, ninety five percent of the money went to the Chargers, and I thought, well, that's smart. That's what I did. That's what everyone should have done. So they dropped the line down to seven, and it was I think the percentage changed to 88% of the money was on the Chargers. So they picked up a little bit of insurance money on New Orleans. So if this Chargers bet doesn't hit, you know, they've, they're have they still make, getting 12% back, and they're, being, you know, they're safe. But it was still so lopsided that I thought they'll drop it down to six and a half to try to get some more money on New Orleans to kind of hedge the bet a little bit, but they never did. And whenever they don't do that, in my mind, it says, well, they know they're about to cash that bet, so they, they, they're not going to drop it. So they're, I mean, they're really confident in that seven, seven and a half. So I fell for it, and it burned me. New Orleans is – I'm not sure what to do with New Orleans because, you know, week one through three, Drew Brees looked terrible. The Saints looked terrible. Not terrible, but just not great. Not the same offense that we're used to. And then week four, they looked amazing. And then week five, uh, yeah, back to their old ways. First half was terrible. Second half, better. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I'll take my loss there and just kind of move on. Kind of move on. Uh, that quarterback for the Chargers, 
That kid's an absolute stud. Orange Sherbert, or whatever his name is, looked good. Looked real good. I think he's going to be a great quarterback in the league. I, I bet against him to shake up. I thought he would shake up, but he never did. So, good for him. Lock of the week. My lock of the week was the San Francisco, or no, no, Miami over San Francisco. Boy, was that right. Boy, was that right. 43-17 Miami. Woo! Boy, was that right. I don't remember what Mitchell's pick was. I can't remember what Mitchell's pick was. Was it Indianapolis over Cleveland? Indianapolis two and a half over Cleveland, a, t- a, a Cleveland team that looked like they had turned the corner and was looking good and was elite, especially. I mean, they looked better in week three, looked real good in week four, and going into week five, I mean, you and only an idiot, only an idiot would have took them. That would have took Indianapolis minus two and a half in that game versus Cleveland. I mean, maybe you take it, maybe you take it, but but you certainly don't make it your lock of the week. Like, oh, so let me digress. Someone could take that bet because Indianapolis has looked good. You maybe you're not an idiot, but only an absolute idiot would make it his lock of the week. <laughs> But I don't. Maybe that wasn't the one. I don't think that was the one Mitchell picked. We'll have to talk to him in a minute. I can't remember. We'll get Mitchell on the phone. We'll we'll get to the bottom of that. But I I don't see any way that it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't think Mitchell would have done that. But I mean, I mean, there was two very when he at when I I was asked what my lock of the week was going to be the Miami game and the Jets or the Giants game to me looked like two very delicious locks, two very delicious locks. That or the Rams game, two very. There's three much better locks of the week than picking a two and a half point spread. Come, but I don't think he picked that one. I don't know. We'll have to talk to him. It doesn't seem like something he would do, but I don't know. We'll get to the bottom of that in a minute. Let's get into our week five review and go over some stats. And I've got some interesting, uh, some interesting money stuff to be uh, to bring up too. So let's, without further ado. Let's get into that. Beautiful is that tune. I'm gonna play more and more of it every week too, like until it's just like eventually I'm just gonna play it like two times before I ever step in and take over. I love that tune. I love that tune. Also, uh, fun fact: I am always on the pursuit of a tater wedge that tastes like the ones that used to be at the the pantry. You know the ones I'm talking about. Like, of course, they had a pantry in Lewisburg. They had a pantry uh, on North Main in Russellville. They had a pantry. 
on Hopkinsville, Hopkinsville Street in Russellville over towards Dairy Queen. And the potato wedges were second to none. I'm always looking for something that's of equal caliber. Never finding. I've, I've come close a few times, but those things were just the bomb.com. The Shell Station at uh, Nashville Ninth. They're pretty close. Pretty close, but not quite. I mean, it's, it's similar. It's not quite what we're looking for as far as the perfect tater wedge. So the pursuit continues for the perfect tater wedge. That's not why you're here. Week 5 stats. Let's take a peek here. Week 5. Favorites went... Uh, favorites won five, dogs won eight, which sets the world back to its equilibrium, uh, making the overall favorites 38 for the year and dogs 38 for the year. Home favorites went three and six. They are now 21 and 28. On the season, home, was I say home faves or home dogs? I can't remember. Home faves were three and six, 21 and 28 a year. Home dogs are two and two. 11 and 16 on the year. Home teams won five. Home teams covered five spreads this week. Away teams covered eight spreads. Home teams have now covered 32. Away teams have covered 44. So that's crazy to me. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is in in years past. I mean, this is our first year doing this. Hopefully, down the line, I'll be like, oh, in the last ten years, we remember back in 2020 when the away teams were whatever. There is no such thing as home field advantage against the spread this year. None. It's. I mean, they're twelve pe- away teams are twelve picks ahead. It's insane. It's insane. Our most picked game of the week was the Minnesota and Seattle game. And Minnesota, there was only two picks on the Minnesota game, which we've already covered. That was Josh Walker and Seth uh, McReynolds. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Week five picks favorite. Uh, 198 times the favorites were picked. They were picked 73.33% of the time. 72 picks for the dogs. And I think that's the most we've had for the dogs. Nope, that's not true. Week three, we had 91. And week one, we had 80. So there's our third highest pick for the dogs. 198 for the favorites, 72 for the dogs. Of that 198 picks for the favorites, 89 of those were correct. <laughs> picking picking at a whopping 44.95%. For the dogs, it was 57 of those dog picks were correct. For 79.17% of those dog picks being correct. That's pretty impressive for the dog picks. I mean, a lot of people don't want to pick dogs, but it seems like whenever we do pick dogs in this league, we're doing them pretty good. So the week five overall was 146. We went 146 out of 270 for 54.07%. So profitability lines or your profitability percentage, if you're going to be profitable, profitability. Is that a word? Did I just make that up? Sounded really good though. If I wouldn't have stopped you to never knew. So if you want to have profit in sports gambling or sports picking, and I know a lot, some, most of you probably don't pick games, you know, but just in the pick them, but I always like to relate it back because it is equally the same thing. 
the uh, percentage that you would have to stay at in order to have profit, assuming you're having the traditional juice of minus 110, which is minus 110 is your odds. So if it's minus 100 and you place a $100 bet, then you would get $100. So minus 110 is what you traditionally see on spread bets. That's yourself. Like if you place a, uh, I don't know, a hundred dollar bet, you would get uh, ninety what ninety point ninety one ninety one ninety ugh, ninety dollars ninety ninety nine. Hold on, what was that? Okay, hundred dollars at minus one ten. You're gonna get do- ninety dollars and ninety one cents back, right? Because that little extra bit, that little that's the juice, and that's what pays the bookie. That's what makes sure he makes money. So if a, if if there's a bet and it's 50-50, 100%, 50-50 on both sides, no matter what the bookie gets paid by that 10%. Does that make sense? I hope it does. If it doesn't, you can Google it because I don't have time to explain it. But if you want to be profitable in sports betting at a normal line of minus 110, you have to be at 52.4%. So 54.07% for this week makes us profitable. All right? Yearly picks. Yearly picks, we are picking 76.15% favorites at 1,044 picks for the favorite. 327 picks for the dogs, that is 23.85%. Yearly correct of our favorite picks. Hold on, big C's. Uh, Get that out of the system, you know. Yearly correct picks, 56 point... Golly, that sneeze blew me up. Uh, Yearly correct picks on our favorites, we're picking... 54.12% 54.12% of the time when we pick a favorite, we are picking the right favorite. 213 correct picks for the dogs. So that's 65% of the time we are picking the correct dog in this league. The yearly overall uh, for the sports for the league is 56.75%. So we went down last week we were at 57.40. So we have come down to 56.75, but we are still holding strong. Above that 52.4%. Majority picks. This is something. So I ran a bunch of different numbers. Just pretending that we picked these games at a minus 110 110 probability. And if if you would have taken every pick. Every pick that everyone's made in this league so far. So. 1,371 picks, right? And if you would have taken them, say $50 a pick, right? 1,371 times 50. You would have invested $68,550, right? And your profit would be $5,710, that's a return of income of 8.33%, which is incredible. I'm in the real estate game, uh, and I can tell you 8.33% in three weeks worth of work, what, five weeks? Yeah, five weeks worth of work. That's pretty good. That's an okay deal right there. Um, you're not going to find a stock in the world that's going to go up that much in a month. It's insane. Um, so, But, I mean, I, you know, we're... I'm not telling you to invest in sports gambling, but what I am telling you is this. Oh, I just threw my phone. All right. I did something else. And I 
let's play so the majority picks. The picks that we had that where the majority of the group was on those picks was eight and five this week. All right. For the entire year, they're 45 and 30. All right. So if, if you went by just those picks, or if you bet just the ones that we have majority on, and you did $50 per pick. So you're looking at it like an average. There's what you there's been 16 games pretty much up to this point just about every week. So you're looking at $800 a week for your investment. You would be $545.25 to the plus. That's 14.54% return of income. That's if you just you just picked the ones that we had majority on pretty crazy to think about so i also thought this i was like would well, that's still like kind of un- unrealistic like you know 800 a week for somebody to invest in sports betting you know maybe i don't know if many of us could afford to do that so i got to thinking i was like well like what if we had done this what if whenever we started this league i told you all like hey we're all going to make our picks, but you have to email them to me. And I will look over the picks and I will take that $560 that we have in the pot right now and I will divide it out among the majority picks. Does that make sense? So I'm taking the $560 and the games that we have a majority on, I will take. Like if, if it's like nine and nine. Obviously, I won't take that one. But the ones that we have in the the majority on, I will take it and I will bet it. So I ran those numbers, and I and I if if we did that, and then we just kept reinvesting all season long. Like, okay, let's do this. Week one, five hundred and sixty dollars is what we had for the pot, and it's what we still have in the pot, obviously, because it hasn't been reinvested, and it hasn't been moved, it hasn't been touched. If you divide it out, it equals $37 per bet. There's some change in there, but we don't really care about the change. We want whole numbers for our bets. So $560, $37 per pick. We finished, I think, 10-5 in that first week. We had one game that was there was so we were split on. So we would have invested it on 15 different picks. $37, we would have been up $168.20. So there would have been $728.20 in the pot. Okay? So week two, we had $728.20 in the pot. Divided it out. I think we had 16 bets that week. Uh, and so it would have been a $45 bet per pick that we had a majority on. I think we finished 9-7. and seven, Or I know we finished 9-7. and seven. I don't know why I said I think. We would have finished nine and seven, and we would have been plus eighty one point two, or we'd have been up eighty one dollars and eighty two cents. So we would have reinvested that. Our total pot is at eighty one dollars and two cents. If you don't understand what's going on now, uh, I don't know what to tell you. So we'll do one more just to make sure everyone's clear. That eight hundred and ten dollars and two cents, we would take it again in week three and divide it out 
among the bets that we have a majority in, which I think it was 15. 15 different picks we had a majority in. So 15 different picks we had a majority in. That turns out, and then you split that up and divide that among the $810.02, it's $50 a bet. We would have made $90.90 that week for a grand total of $900.92 in the pot. So, so on so forth. What I'm trying to tell you is right now we would have $1,285.49 in the pot if we had done it that way. I mean, that's, that's pretty significant. We're six weeks in. And we're picking well above the you know the the percentage that we need to be profitable. So if we were like a, a, a conglomerate, a group, and we had a meeting, a board meeting every Tuesday morning and was like, hey, all right, here's the 16 games. Everyone cast your vote for whatever game you want. We're taking majority rules on all of them. It's pretty profitable. Listen, I don't listen. I know sports betting is historically known for losing people money, and I get that. And But I don't do it because I think I'll be rich one day. I do it because I just enjoy the sports. I enjoy watching them, uh, and I enjoy you know caring about a BYU game on a Friday night. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just that kind of thing. But I'm starting to see, like, the power in numbers. I'm starting to see the power in numbers because right now, if that $1,285.49 is too high for you to understand about how much would be in the pot, let's do this. Basically, it splits out, and I think you double your money plus five. I don't have my, I can't keep up with shit in this house. I don't know where my phone went. I would do the math, but I think it's $45 per person. And some change left over that we can donate to a charity. The problem with that is there's 28 of us. Seven would forget to send the email. Three would forget to even make picks in general. Uh, You know, that kind of thing. And some folks would think you're cheating. Here's my thing. Like, if I see your picks, and I understand why they don't let you see other people's picks. It makes perfect sense to me. Because obviously, you know, you don't want someone cheating off your picks, especially if you know if it's a, you're at you're close at the top. You don't want this person seeing your picks uh, because you know you don't want them to cheat off you and then like pick all the same things minus one, and then you know they're competing head to head with you that kind of thing. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. It's a competition, but I don't trust not one of you, even our league leader. I don't trust. Like I just don't. It doesn't matter. But I'm just saying. Just those numbers jumped out at me. I'll keep up with them as the year goes on. Uh, but we're picking at a, just an absolute dominant pace here. I think just about everybody in the league that has made 10 picks all ever, all the weeks, all five weeks is above 50%, which is, I mean, it's incredible. It, you don't really understand it. If you've never really been around this before, you think those numbers are, are whatever and they're easy, but you gotta, th- those are not easy numbers to get. That's not easy numbers to get. And I know this would be different in the real world because we're not going to have hooks on every bet and that kind of thing. But anyways, it's still pretty fascinating stuff to see. Uh, and it's pretty impressive to see how well we're doing. So I think like legitimately in the real world, if we had a conglomerate of 28 picks, uh, 
you know, you would be able to find a majority and, and make some profit every week. But anyways, that's enough about that. Most of you probably don't care about that. I'm a numbers guy and I'm a stats guy and I love that. I love that shit. So I enjoy keeping up with it. So this week, O'Brien Pedigo finished at the top of the league with eight correct picks. Easy does it. Gus Smith too. Uh, this, I'm going to start calling Gus Smith too the sequel. So the sequel finished with seven. Uh, Josh Walker finished with seven. Michael Lee finished with seven. Seth McReynolds finished with seven. That's your top two. There's a bunch with six, or that's your top whatever. You get what I'm saying. Uh, those are the top of the league, eights and sevens. A bunch of sixes, a few fives, a bunch of fours, some threes, and then a two down there at the bottom. So overall, the standings, let's look at the year to date. Let's get that set up. There's been a change at the top of the leaderboard. Seth McReynolds is now our league leader with 32 picks, uh, sole possession of first place. Josh Walker is in second with 31 picks, sole possession of second place. Uh, There's a couple, there's three tied for third with 30 picks, Dudley, uh, the sequel, and Mitchell Moore. Uh, There's a few tied down the line, but really all that matters is first, second, and kind of third. Third could sneak in there. But for right now, first and second, all that's going to get paid, or that's all that will get paid, period. See, if we'd invested all of our money into the pot and kept kept compounding it, who knows what the, we, how many spots we could have paid out. It would have been significant. But anyways, uh, so Seth, congratulations on taking the leaderboard back from Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell has fell off, uh, fell off the wagon. <laughs> Let me tell you, and this is, I put the pressure on him. I put the pressure on Mitchell, and now we're seeing, you know, they say pressure makes diamonds, but it looks to me like uh, like pressure makes Mitchell leave the top of the leaderboard. It's pretty funny. All right, so that's though that's the picks, or that's not the picks. That's a kind of a weak That's a review. Of the stats and all those things. I think I got all, got through all the stats. I got sidetracked with the money thing. Uh, if you want to know the least picked game of the week. The least picked game of the week was the Miami-San Francisco game. Obviously Miami. Uh, Miami had eight picks. San Francisco had five. And Miami won that game. We're having a gateway issue on the website. Hold on. I was going to tell you something else. Ah, I can't. It's being slow now. So let's pull up some awards and hand some awards out, and then we will move on into the week six slate. The Lonely Island Award goes out to Josh Walker. He, he, Josh, This is Josh's first Lonely Island negative. Uh, he had a Lonely Island positive back in week three, but this is his first Lonely Island negative. He took Philly in the points. Pittsburgh covered the seven and a hook. 38 to 29. That's our first, or that's our only Lonely Island award this week. And once again, Lonely Island award is someone who picks, is the only one to take a particular pick in the league one way or the other. Either it's the only one that goes right or it's the only one that goes wrong. A negative is obviously one that goes wrong. A positive goes, is correct. Josh Walker took Philly in the points. Pittsburgh covered seven and a hook. Josh Walker did a Lonely Island negative. Uh, participation trophy, Alan Lemons, two correct picks this week, 
Lemons, Lamans. Uh, I'm not real sure. Two correct picks this week. Lowest total of any week by people who actually made picks. We had two zeros, but those people didn't make picks at all. By the way, welcome back, Tyler Parrish, and welcome back, Dylan. Uh, but anyway, Alan Lemons, two correct picks this week. Lowest total of any week by people who actually made picks. Uh, it's a tough week for Alan. But the good news is you're setting yourself up, spin zone here, you're setting yourself up in a good spot for most improved degenerate of the week. So next week, I hope to see you at this line. But the person who does have this line this week, O'Brien Pedigo, three white, three white, three three right last week, eight right this week, finished as the league leader, gained two on first place. And he is also your pick master of the week. Uh, notable picks included being one of the only one of the four who picked Chicago versus Tampa Bay, and uh, one of the five to correctly pick Las Vegas over Kansas City. That is a very good week. O'Brien is like a trampoline. One week he is uh, like last week he was. He got the participation trophy. This week, he's most improved and pick master of the week. So, I mean, he's all over the board. He either picks three or ten. I mean, that's or, you know, or not ten, but he either picks really low or really high, and there is no in-between for, for O'Brien. But he is proof that one week can make a difference because I think he's way up there in the rankings now. It doesn't matter. The website has completely locked up, so I can't tell you. Maybe they're putting the picks in right now. I'm recording this on a Tuesday, so I, all the – all the picks aren't in yet, um, so I'm going to have to record the actual – the next segment whenever those picks come out, but I wanted to get this done because I do work on Wednesday. Uh, O'Brien Pedigo has jumped uh, into the ninth spot, which is kind of where the majority of people are. So, all right. I don't think anybody's completely out of this thing yet. I think, you know, at the bottom, Dylan, if you wouldn't have missed that week, you would probably still be in a good shape, uh, but there's still plenty – Plenty of time left for you to make a comeback. He, you were the lowest one. Tyler, you as well, 24. Uh, I definitely think that there's plenty of time for everybody to make a comeback. So, all right. Due to scheduling changes impacting. Oh, I just got a message. That's what it's all about. Okay. Uh, you will not be able to make your picks. This is irrelevant because this podcast comes out on Thursday. But due to scheduling changes impacting week five, picks for week six will be open Wednesday. So there you go. That's the problem. You don't, this is irrelevant because you're going to get this probably on Thursday. I know you'll get it on Thursday and it'll be too late by then. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into the week six preview. Or maybe this would be a good time to holler at Mitchell. I don't know. We'll see. My dear friend Mitchell. How's it going, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. On the up and up. You're on the up and up? I'm on the up and up. Gotcha. So, I, I couldn't remember, uh, and I, I brought this up earlier, I couldn't, You did? was your mortal lock Indianapolis minus two and a half? It was. Okay. It was. See, I, well, I told everyone, and I've, I've been really pumping you up this whole time. So I told oh, every, I, bet, I, bet. I told I told everyone that there was just no way, there was no way that that could have been your your mortal lock. 
not gonna lie, we hung up last week, and the more I looked at it, the less I liked it. But because I said it, I had to take it. <laughs> so I was like, "Damn it, damn it!" It just wasn't a game. And then watching the game, it was even worse. To be fair, Philip Rivers kind of threw that game away. Oh, so, good. Oh, okay. Okay, good. So uh, every all right. So everyone that took that, you, you know, just either call CBS or your sports book and tell them that. You know, hey, Philip Rivers had a bad game. Oh, the emails are worded. Don't worry. Okay, all right, gotcha. All right, strongly worded emails, but it was embarrassing. That's all there's to say about it. Just an embarrassing, embarrassing. Like, did you did you notice the most embarrassing part about it for me? Uh, the fact that you hung a four spot. No, it's even worse. Okay. I only made nine picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was on my list of things to bring up. I, I, I had to know. So is that is that a new strategy of yours? Like, hey, I'm gonna I'm only gonna make nine. The percentage gets better if you make less picks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that was it. No, so what I think happened, and this is God's honest truth. Uh, last week or like the first week that we did the picks. By the way, this is the first time I've ever done this, so uh, I'm gonna call it a rookie mistake. Okay. The first week that we did the picks, you can't hit save picks, or I, at least I—that's what I thought. You can't hit save picks until you have picks ten, or at least that's what I thought. And so I guess when I saw save picks, I just didn't pay any more attention. I, I don't know. That's my excuse. Well, let me tell. It's a valid one. Okay. That's what it is. I'll jump to your aid here, as I have done this whole time. Um, really had your back this whole time. Um. I do. I appreciate that, man. Hey, it's what I'm here for, and I'm gonna do it again. So it wasn't just you. There was eight other humans besides you that did the same thing. And what same I, thing? huh? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. what I think happened is the Patriots game was on the card. Yep. And do you think you yep. picked the Patriots game, and then they took it away Sunday, and you never checked it again? It's very possible. It's very possible. Because that's a lot um, of people to just pick nine, right? Or yeah. to to pick, so, yeah. I well, so I'm going to I'm going to check next week or like tomorrow I guess whenever whenever we can make the next picks and see if that happens because I, I genuinely think that's what happened. I, I mean, I, I I'm dumb enough to do that to only pick nine, but I don't know that eight other people are or seven other people are. Uh, so I don't know, but it's kind of bullshit on CBS. Did they send us an email that said they sent it? The, they sent it on Sunday. Yeah. Fuck. Of course, I don't. I don't read that shit. Uh, end up, it's on me. It's on me. But yeah. let me let me see. What, what's the line on that this week? And I'll it, tell you what I would have picked. Wait, what game was it? They got canceled. The Patriots game, but it's gone now. Like I think they rescheduled uh, it for like later in the year. Who was it? Patriots. Oh, that part I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, but yeah, I'm gonna say it was that. So. Appreciate you having my back on that. Uh, it feels good to know that there's some people that are still in your corner, you know. Yeah, that, so I will always be in your corner. I, I think there's a lot of bad, uh, a lot of bad juju between. Speaking of bad juju, I'm glad we brought this up. So your four spot, are you ready to apologize to the gambling gods uh, for counting out Tom Brady with 115 left in the fourth quarter? Because that's what sent you into that whole spiral. I thought it was going to affect me too, but turns out they had mercy on me. Not so much you. Are you ready to apologize? No. Here's why. Okay. It was a. Uh, it was uh, 
oversight on me to not recognize that Thursday night football is always trash. So you shouldn't like you shouldn't bet that one anyways because it's going to be such a toss up between rest and all this other stuff. So I shouldn't have even shouldn't have even picked that game. Yeah. But congratulations for you. You know, it, it worked out in your favor. Congratulations. Well, it worked out for me in the pick'em. I mean, I did. I had sorry, an okay week, not sorry. but I mean, I lost fifteen units this weekend between college and NFL. Man, sounds like a personal problem. Now, yeah, what started by your bad shit. <laughs> So, take no responsibility whatsoever until it's severely affecting me, and then I and you will be held accountable. Held, held accountable. All right. So the lines aren't out yet, but is there anything early that you like, or have you even looked? No, no. no. So before before we go on, let me just let me just run through here the, the games that I missed. K- Kansas City. Pretty much everyone was picking Kansas City. There's no reason not to. The Raiders have had one good game. Granted, Kansas City hasn't looked good their last two games now. But mm. there's no one. I picked the Raiders. Based off what? Based off, I love the Raiders. I've I've always been a Raiders guy. I thought the potential was always there. Uh, I like Carr. I, I I love the Raiders. I'm a Raiders guy. I think it's I one of the most underrated teams in the right NFL. Now, there's no way all of this is true. That's a hundred percent true. I've always been a Raiders what guy. It, what, what college does Carr go to? Don't know. I don't care until they get to the NFL. Toledo. Fantastic. Toledo. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a quarterback program. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot. It's essentially, what's another, Ohio State? I don't know. Another place that produces good quarterbacks. Anyways, next game, Indy. Pick they that were one, too, the also. Their, yes, their no, I did. defense looked great. And Phillip Rivers throws up one of the most ridiculous picks as as Philip Rivers does, should should saw that coming, uh, and then they could not score, and then yeah, Cleveland kicks a field goal. It's very obvious. Do what? It was very obvious to me that uh, Cleveland was heating up the whole time. That's fair. Uh, like I, fair you, I mean, the past two weeks was trending up for Cleveland. They were like a stock that was you can tell they were just about to have their peak. And I don't know if they've hit their peak or not, but they're definitely trending up compared to. And of course, Indies look good too, but I still hope yeah, that Jacksonville lost. Indy, Indy might be fronts, they haven't really played anyone, so um, and they got beat by the Jaguars. So mm-hmm. we'll see about that. Um, Dallas, no one can predict Dak ripping his foot off of his leg. That's tragedy. You hate to see it, but I think he stays in the game. That one hits personally. Now Dallas is going to be an absolute shit show to guess whether or not they're going to cover the rest of the year because no one has any clue how good Andy Dalton's going to be. Hopefully Andy Dalton's probably the best backup quarterback in the world. I still don't want to bet Dallas. I hate Dallas. And I don't think Dallas. I mean, Dallas is a dumpster fire, but anyways. So I was looking at um, the games, like next week's games. Mm-hmm. And I saw like Dallas. Let me see y'all. Dallas is still like heavy favorite, and I just don't know how you can look at it and be like, yeah, yeah. Unless you're like a Dallas fan, you can convince yourself that they're going to win the Super Bowl over here. Uh, okay, so Arizona. They're a three point dog. They're a three point dog yeah. against Arizona. And then the 54 and a half, I would almost say that, that you could probably go the over. But again, you have no idea how many points 
Dallas is going to be able to put up. With Dak throwing for five hundred yards a bit, hell yeah, over fifty four. But I don't know about that. So that one's going to be tricky the next like couple of weeks. Um, and then going back to my egregious Seattle, it's Kirk Cousins in a primetime game against the better team. Like you kidding me? You kidding me? Ask Seth what his logic was on picking Minnesota and Walker. Walker. I said, I said the same thing earlier. I, I, there was no reason for – the only reason I would have took that game is because, like, I would have thought Vegas knew something I didn't know because it was so small because the line ahead of time, that's not a – that line shouldn't have even been that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. It was just – it was ridiculous. Like, Russell Wilson, you can say, oh, 5-0, and whatever the hell they are after the game, but cover the fucking spread, man. Be, be a man about it and, and do your real job, which is to cover spreads, not not win games. Okay. No one cares about winning games. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah, right now, in my opinion, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league. Why? Because he's four and zero against the spread. Four and one. But yeah. He's, oh, now he's four and one. Yeah, I think he's four and one now. I don't think he covered okay. this week. Uh, uh, you're correct. Yeah. I hear Close that enough. All right. Um, so, do you want to try to do a lock now, or should we wait? So, I, I still got to do the last part of this thing, so once the lines come out, I'll do the last part of this podcast, but, uh, so yeah, I, I think we, I guess we'll wait. Okay. Because the, the spontaneity of it makes it for more of a shit show, but if you want to study a little bit. I'll no, that because yeah, I don't want to study. I just don't know what they're going to be like. Wash the yeah, Washington New York game is three. I don't know if it'll be three and a hook or two and a hook. It's two and a hook right now. It's three. Uh, Houston Tennessee is not out. Denver New England's not out. And then Kansas City Buffalo is not out. Uh, I'm, I don't know about Kansas City Buffalo, but I'm taking the over. I don't care what it is. Okay, I don't think so because Kansas City, for some reason, always goes under with tough competition. This is their first week of going over. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've only bet on Kansas City like once this entire year, and they had yeah, the underhead. So I was just like, okay, I see. This is what we're doing. I'm not doing this anymore, Kansas City. <laughs> All right, so what's your pick for tonight? Uh, this is going to come out way after the game, but what's your pick for tonight? Uh, let's see. Ooh, so, so over under 52.5. I'll say mine before you three. beat me to it. Over. Do what? I'll take the over. Over fifty-two. How's Tennessee been looking? Uh, who knows? Sick, I guess you could say. That's good. <laughs> Touche on that on that layup there. Thanks. So sixteen, thirty-three, and thirty-one. Buffalo has been scoring pretty well, I think. I think they're about like they're about the same. Yeah, 27, 31, 35. So 52 and a half. Yeah, that's I got it at 52. Wrong. I don't know what what book are you using? Uh it's just Yahoo Sports. It's, oh. just it's kind of what I go to because I like to see all the stuff. So I'll take Buffalo three and the over. I think that I think those are it's three and a half. You can't do that. It's three and a hook. I've got a three. So it's not right. Saying, it's not what's in the book. 
Uh, Yahoo don't have a sports book. No, they don't. Three and a half. Is that on Bovada? Yeah. And uh, until until November first, and then the sports books come to Tennessee. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I. I, I I don't like the I don't like three and a half. Uh, I'll just take the over fifty two and a half. You want over fifty two and a half? Or you want over fifty two? Over fifty two. Is that what it, that's what yeah. Daniels? Yeah, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you over fifty two. So we're both on the over at fifty two. Yeah, dude, dude, this game's about to be like nineteen to thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> both of us being on it, there's no way. There, yeah, no, absolutely not. Because like Josh Allen's gonna run for like. 65 yards and a touchdown and throw for like 97 and then Tannehill's gonna throw like two picks and Tractor Shito's gonna run run two in and that's gonna be it there should be like an over under for all the like oxygen that should be used tonight because with all the COVID lungs out there I feel like they're gonna burn more oxygen so like they're gonna have you on the sideline breathing out of the mask quite a bit tonight COVID alright but I mean, they were doing those secret workouts, so they might still be in good shape. Well, they got COVID from the secret workouts. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I will. Uh, when uh, when the lines come out, I'll get your mortal lock. Maybe you can apologize to everybody. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. down. But again, appreciate you having my back. That's a that's a swell job on your part. That's what I do. I take care you're, of Mitchell. That's that's you're what a I do. Gentleman and a scholar. Yeah. So we're are. are where do you? How do you feel about like not being on the number one spot this year? Do you think you got them where you, you want them now, or I mean, a lot of football left? A lot of game left. A lot of game left. I, I'm just I'm filling it out, you know, week by week. Some weeks are better than revision to the mean. We're gonna get more. We're gonna get more. Uh, but but I like where I'm at. Top three. I like where I'm at. Hey, so I brought this up earlier also, and I, I, I'm trying to get off here but because I've got life stuff to go do, but I did want to bring this up. You're going to hear it on the podcast too. If we had placed a bet, like if we had 28 people, right, and we laid out the card and we said, all right, everybody pick your favorite 10, and then we picked the ones that the majority had landed on, right? We would be forty-five and thirty, and we placed a fifty-dollar bet on all of them. We'd be up five hundred and forty-five dollars and twenty-five cents. Fourteen point five four return of income. That makes sense. That's kind of an interesting strategy. But I mean, I guess that's kind of what like collectively Vegas is, right? I don't know because, because that's what that's what moves the lines and the spreads is which however many people are betting one or the other, and it always winds up. I guess 50-50, right? And so if I'm making this up, 100,000 people bet, they're gonna, the line's going to move to 50-50 or close to it. That's what I'm saying, though. We're better than 50. So a profitable bet, a profitable betting season is That's like true. 52.4%. Yeah, 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 I guess, I guess and we're picking well above that. So I'm saying if all 28 people were on board, we could form a thing next year, all of us put our investment in and see what we got come up with at the end of the season instead of doing the pick them. Or you could send an email to the to the league and say, "Hey, I've noticed this. If you want, send me your picks." Well, that's a lot to that's a lot to. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. Like half the league would send the email, and then the other half would forget to pick, and it'd just be a disaster. Yeah, exactly. But it would be nice if it could work out because I also ran like numbers just to see, you know, that initial five hundred and sixty dollars that's in the pot. If we had invested it 
and reinvested it every week, uh, like on the picks that, uh, on the, if we'd invested it and reinvested it on the majority picks every week, the pot would be at $1,285 right now. It is something to think about. We just need 28 of our best friends to no, get on board. 28 people that will actually pay attention. Yeah, because, I mean, I think there's some money to be made there. I mean, because, yeah, and, um, I, like, two weeks ago, I made the picks at, like, 7 a.m. on my phone in bed. And then last week, apparently I only made nine. But yeah. that's not my fault. Um, and, and the performance is show. I'll just say that, but and I'm 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 down to do something like that. That's, that kind of sounds fun. I mean, and plus it's like twenty five bucks, you know, throw it away. Or how many? How much did we pay? Was it forty? We paid twenty. Twenty. Okay. If we cashed out right now, week six, all of us would get forty five dollars. Right, and that's through five weeks. Yeah, that's just through five weeks. Six weeks. We five. Yeah, going into six. Yeah, and I'd be down to do it with even like like if you just like that, get ten or fifteen that like you know we'll pay and you know we'll like be a little bit invested i'm, I'm down to do like little and then more money mine too i, I think, think, it's, it, I, think pretty, I think that's pretty interesting i do too I, the crunch in the numbers is pretty wild but all right i gotta go do life stuff Did I? all right see you buddy see you bro through this real quick uh, i thought i would have more time to do this i'm recording this on saturday night the week got away from me end up having to work more than what i thought so we're going to bust through this i don't have any extra stats i don't know the records against the spread i didn't do anything so basically i'm just going to go down through and read the list that you could read yourself and maybe add some commentary to it uh falcons vikings vikings minus three and a half baltimore ravens and eagles eagles plus seven and a half a lot of close spreads this week i think the biggest one may be eight and a half is that right that seems like it's probably right. I think that's true. I don't know. I'm running through it. I don't see anything bigger than eight and a half. So it's going to be, it should be an awesome Sunday. And it, according to the lines, it should be a lot of close games. I don't know. We'll see. The Ravens-Eagle game, it seems like the Ravens should get more than seven and a half. But once again, Vegas is smarter than me. So we'll see. Bears, Panthers, Panthers minus two and a half. Bengals, Colts, Colts minus seven and a half. I, I, I like that game. I don't hate that game. I, I, I think uh, I don't. Know. I'm not going to give away a pick here, but I like Joey Burrow. I like Joey Burrow. Uh, Browns Steelers Steelers minus three and a half. That's probably my favorite game on the card, just because the Browns are red hot right now, and they're facing a Steelers team who is also looking really good. So we'll see. All right, Broncos Patriots Patriots minus eight and a half. Seems like it should be more. Once again, Vegas knows something we don't. I think Cam Newton is back this week. Doesn't look like there's going to be any COVID games this week, so the whole card should be played as it should. Should be played as it should. Yeah, that makes sense. Lions, Jags, Lions, Lions minus three and a half. 
Texans, Titans, Titans minus five and a half. I just checked on this one a minute ago, and the Titans line is down to four and a half. So a lot of money coming in on the Texans. Uh, Washington football team is a three and a half dog against the Giants. That'll be a battle of the rejects. Uh, Jets, Dolphins, Dolphins minus eight and a half. Sunday night game, Packers, Bucks. Bucks are plus one and a half. No, that's not the Sunday night game. That's the Sunday afternoon game. One of them. It's been a day. Rams, 49ers. Rams are a three and a half point favorite. 49ers get their quarterback this back this week. I think can't remember his name right now because it's been a day. Uh, but I still don't think that's legit. Uh, that's my mortal lock of the week is Rams plus or Rams minus three and a half over the 49ers. Kansas City Chiefs, three and a half point favorite over the Bills who got throttled last week. Look for them to come back. That is the Monday night game. The Sunday night game was the LA game. Um, and then there's two Monday night games this week. Make sure you pick them both for the pick them. No, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you got to have both of them for the pick them this week. Is that both of those games are originally scheduled, right? No, the Bills game got moved. So the Bills game doesn't count towards your Monday night pick or for the Monday night record. So don't worry about that one. Uh, but Bills are a three and a half point dog against Kansas City. And your Monday night game, Cowboys, Cardinals, your Cardinals at Cowboys, and the Cowboys are a two and a half point dog. So that's the game. Sorry there's no extra there, because, but it's been a week, and I wanted to finish the podcast, so we've now done that. Uh, Mitchell's Mortal Lock of the Week. Hmm. Let's see here. He sent it to me earlier. Green Bay. He's got the Green Bay game. So Green Bay, what are they, a one-and-a-half point favorite over Tom Brady and the Bucks. So that's Mitchell's Mortal Lock. So... Let's see if he can go two and zero. And more, oh, wait a minute. No, one, he lost that other one. Yeah, one and one. Mitchell and Mortal Locks one and one. See if he can move to one and one. Uh, I'm looking to go two and zero, oh, which you know I will. Uh, and I think that my Mortal Lock is as solid as it gets. Rams minus three and a half over San Francisco. That's all I got. Sorry, I'll do better next week.